Hey everyone, welcome to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And uh, oh boy, last week uh, Ben and I were very wrong uh, in our predictions. Um, we both I would have had, been very wrong too if I had been Yeah, I, I mean, we both had the Ravens winning uh, quite handily and, and you know... I, I'm not making excuses. I know Ben, you wouldn't either, but uh, I think we kind of looked at what had happened the week before. We looked. I, at the I was happy to be wrong. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take it. Uh, a 20 to 19 uh, win for the Steelers, and um, I, I mean, beating the Ravens, awesome. Beating Jim Har or excuse me, John Harbaugh, if any Harbaugh, great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he got you. He got you into the college football playoff, and he still wanted him to lose. I love it. You know, a quick segue on that. Uh, I have no problem saying the guy did a good job. That team has has turned around. I mean, they were really one or two bad plays from being That's better. But I still don't like him. I mean, it's you know, I, I can't you know say anything different than that. Uh, I don't want to do that one or that hey, one. My head's right over TJ Watt's body. I looked. Like there we go. I was muscles. trying to find the one I wanted here. Uh, that's a little better. Anyway, uh, welcome in. Steelers uh, are 6-5-1. and one. <clears throat> They are on a short week. Thus, that's the reason we are recording a little earlier this week. Um, they are off to the land of 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. They will play the Vikings, who are fresh off a loss to the Detroit Lions on the very last play of the game. Uh, the Vikings are banged up as well. Um, they've got some injury issues. I will say this. I, I watched quite a bit of that game uh, against the Lions. Um, they, they got a, I like that running back, uh, Madison, I think his name yeah. is. Uh, man, kid runs hard. And uh, um, granted, Detroit defense, but <laughs> – you know, we've got experience with the Detroit defense too, right? Against Mason Rudolph, no less. But, um, yeah, so I, I expect this to be uh, a very intriguing game, as most Thursday night games are, but we will definitely get into that moving forward. Uh, ben, your initial thoughts on the 20-19 to 19 win over the Ravens? The offensive line played better. They did. The end. I mean, yeah, the linebackers were a little more aggressive and, and they were a little more disciplined yeah. with, with their gaps. Yep. Um, Montravius Adams. Uh, nice I, addition. I don't – I mean, it's only one game. Right. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Nope. But, yeah, he, do you see how fast he was getting off the ball? Night yeah. and day, isn't it? From, that was ridiculous. Was and he was team? chasing plays down the sideline. I mean, yeah. he's not a fast guy, but no. the effort was there. Yeah, I I was like, why is this guy? And then John Leglue comes in for BJ Finney when he hurts his back, and I'm like, John Leglue got a helmet tonight and is yeah. playing yeah. at left guard. Ah, great. Oh, I and know. He, he looked fine. He looked fine. I, honestly, he looked better than Finney, especially run blocking. I was like, uh. Okay. <laughs> I initially said, I'm glad this guy hasn't been a liability. And then going back and watching a little bit more of it, he actually. He was moving guys pretty, down pretty the good. line. He was opening holes. He did a very nice job. Very yeah, nice. I, I thought so too. And Adams uh, did a nice job. He, he yep. plugged holes. He took away both gaps in the inside. Um, He was kicking the shit out of that center. And, and 
his get off on the ball. And granted, when you're the nose tackle, you have a huge advantage because you can you, yeah. you sit there and you can wait. You don't need to time it. When the right. ball moves, go. Yep. You know, and God, he was doing great. Oh, I was just man. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. That guy was a huge improvement, and he allowed Cam not to play nose, which which was also which huge. gave Cam a big game. And yeah. Chris Wormley, where the hell did that come from? Two and a half sacks? <laughs> what the hell? And he was, I like he was counting them too. You know, I like this, this Wormley, guy gets like three in his career and he's counting them in the same night. Wormley doubled his stats this year. Coming yeah. into the game, he had two and a half sacks and three quarterback hits. And in this game, he had two and a half sacks and three quarterback hits. So, yeah. I, and I think some of it was motivation too, right? That Adams had been on a practice squad. Like, yeah. He gets picked yeah. up to another roster like this is your chance to make something happen. And, you know, they even said when they picked him up that, like, he was a guy who was known for, um, you know, a quick get off on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that didn't surprise me, but was good to see. But I think it's that extra motivation of like, oh, hey, now I'm playing for a job. I'm not just like here on a practice squad kind of waiting for somebody to get hurt so I can fill a roster spot. It's like this right. team gave me a shot. I'm going to go take it, right? Yeah. Um, and and I think they, they gave them both very simple assignments this week. Yeah. You know, well, and Wormley basically we're like, hey, do this. We're yeah. not going to yeah. tell you to read a whole lot. We're not going to tell you to, re- to react a whole lot. We're just going to we're going to call the defense. When this defense is called, you're going to do this. Yeah. And, and, and Wormley had been traded away by Baltimore, so there's your right. motivation too. Motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Wormley um, was traded away, and and Tomlin talked about that after the after the game. He said, you know, I told him when he got here. When a team trades you to, to a team within a division, they're telling you what you think what they think of you. That's and, true. And and I I hope that he plays like this every time he plays Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a quote. Oh no. And and I would if, uh, sign on to it. If he plays like this every time he plays Baltimore, it makes the trade worth it. I've oh, been God, on the record right? here of saying he sucks, but if he plays like this every time he plays Baltimore, yeah. he can do whatever in the other games. Ian, you were uh, in attendance on Sunday. I was. Uh, I was. What, what was the mood of the crowd? Because let's be honest, for essentially three quarters, that offense was nothing. Uh, and the place was – it was a great crowd. It uh, was. But it took some time. I mean, yeah, here's what I'll say that the week before um, I was really worried because there was a lot of tickets for sale online. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, this is going to be like half Baltimore fans because, you know, the Steelers had been down. Baltimore's coming in. But it was the Steelers fans showed up. I mean, it wasn't a big crowd. There was, you know, they didn't even get 9000 no shows, man. Yeah. 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 yeah, but nevertheless, like it was not an overwhelmingly Baltimore crowd. Like I've been at games where I've been like, wow, there's a lot of opposing fans here, but it was yeah. not that way at this game. There was it was it was strongly Steelers heavy. And um, so I was I was relieved when I went into the stadium and didn't see a whole bunch of fucking purple because I friggin hate that color to begin with. Same. Um, and then, you know, part of it was too like. I think myself included, you know, everyone came in expecting us to get killed, right? But you get to the end of the first quarter and it's 0-0. You get to to halftime and you're still kind of in the game, right? And Mm -hmm. you're kind of like, we're not dead yet. We still have, you know, you you get that, we got that score before halftime Mm -hmm. on the two-minute drive. And you're like, all right, well, we're getting the ball after, you know, after halftime. Maybe we make something happen, keep this a game. And, And the Steelers stayed in it long enough that I never heard, besides the super drunk assholes that were sitting behind me, that 
they walked into the stadium and they're like, oh, so should we start a fire Tomlin chant right now or just later? And, I was, and you know, I was like, oh, my goodness. I got to listen to these guys the whole game. And, you know, and, like, every time something happened, they're like, oh, it's Tomlin's fault. And I was like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, yeah, because because Mike Tomlin, like, let that guy run wide open and down mm-hmm. the middle of the field, like, you know, or or Mike Tomlin didn't block their, their you know, their guy. Yeah. Um, that you can call the best play in the world, but if you don't go out and execute it, it doesn't matter. Like, the players on the field bear some responsibility here, too. Nevertheless. Uh, right. um, Most of it, actually. For, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but nevertheless, like, generally speaking, the crowd was into it the whole time, and then the, mm-hmm. the you know, all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, it was like, holy shit, we have a chance to win this game, right? Like, <laughs> you know? And, uh, when we and, got to 10-9, I mean, even though Boz yeah. missed that kick, that was the turning point for me. It was like, okay, we got a ball game. Yeah. yeah. And it just yeah. felt like the momentum was shifting right there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was – and, yeah, I mean, it the – the atmosphere at the end was was incredible. I mean, it was in in retrospect. You know what it reminded me a lot of. Remember that Cowboys game when Deshae Townsend had the pick six? Yes, <laughs> that was great. Yes. Tony yes. Romo. It, it reminded me a lot of that game because that game, I think Dallas was up like ten to three or thirteen to three, and we went for it on like fourth and goal at the one and didn't get it with like eight minutes left in the game. Everyone's like, "Oh fuck, we're screwed," I, yeah, you know, yeah. and. uh and, and then, like, we stop them. We came back and scored, and uh, you know, and and we tied the game. It might have been thirteen to six at that point. We tied. It was thirteen yeah. thirteen. Um, ben hit Heath Miller on that little out route, and then you know, it was two minutes left, and and we called a timeout, and everyone's like, "Oh, what the fuck's going on?" You know. And then Deshay got that pick six. It's yeah. like, oh, you know. <laughs> so it, and it it, it kind of reminded me of that. That it was just like you know, for so much of the game. It, we just couldn't do anything, mm-hmm. but the score was still close enough that we weren't out of it. No. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, you score one touchdown or two touchdowns and, and really coming into the game. Right. You know, my dad asked me before the game, how I felt about it. And I was like, not good, but no. like Baltimore hasn't scored a lot of points lately. Like Baltimore has been scoring in the teams for a month now. Um, and they keep turning and- the ball over. Yeah, and yeah. and this is this felt like just the kind of game where you know the Steelers were playing terrible, Baltimore looked good, but this was the kind of game that seemed like one where the Steelers were going to come out and like hold their own, you know, that they weren't going to get there. Just knowing this team and watching this team for so long, it's like you know the games you expect them to kill somebody, they either barely mm-hmm. win or they lose. The games you expect them to get killed, they somehow keep it close. And and this was one of those games where you expected them to get killed, and they somehow kept it close and wound up winning. I think there had to have been a, a, a pretty deep sense of embarrassment after the Cincinnati game. Mm. Um, you know, I, I hope I, so. Yeah, it, yeah, rightfully so. I mean, T.J. Watt actually used the term embarrassing, and and you know, while some players or coaches would use that just kind of in passing, I, I think he was obviously very, very serious about it. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we aren't privy to what some of those meetings um, had as far as discussion, but I, I think there were some pretty blunt words that must have been spoken uh, heading heading into this game uh, against Baltimore. And um, Rumor has it that the, the players' meeting was – a little raucous i i, I would i would imagine way where people yeah. were just like you know shut the fuck up mm-hmm. go back to work stop whining about what other people aren't doing do your yeah. fucking job 
And it and, and that's, much... that's basically the gist of, of what I heard. And granted, it's probably fourth hand what I'm getting. So sure. you know, who knows how how true that is and or how it was phrased. But I wanted to get back to what Ian was talking about with with the offense. And you guys realize that Ben's two best passes were incompletions, and and they were on the money. One was the, the post route, Deontay at the goal line yeah. at the end of the first half. Yeah, yeah that was that, <laughs> yeah. Was, that was a beautiful ball. That, that was, was a beautiful right ball. There. It was right on target. It was perfect. Yep. All he had to do was look it in bring it into his chest and it was six and he dropped the damn ball. And, and you know, he's well over hundred targets and he's got two drops. I'm not being critical, but he fucked up in a big moment. And he should not have done that. And then the other one was that reversal. That was absolutely a catch. I am sorry. That was a catch. If you call that a catch on the field, you cannot reverse it. There was nothing irrefutable in that. I like what the, what? Well, that, that was the problem. Yeah. That was the problem that I had is, is, Initially, I said, "Okay, all right, so it moves, but you've called it a catch on the field, right? There's, there's no way you're going to be able to have enough evidence no, to say he, it's not a catch." And he'd pulled it in before it right. moved. Right, he pulled it into his body before it moved with two hands on it. It was yeah. a catch. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, no, I agree with you. And that was another good ball. Yeah, um, it, it, I mean, if he uh, if he was holding it out here, and the ball moved in his hands, I okay, yes. sure. He he sure. didn't he didn't bring it in. He didn't make a football move. I get it. Yep. But he brought the ball in. He was protecting it. He was brought to the ground. Yes. At that point, it moved. But so he had it. Yeah. It was already it's, a catch. He stuck a catch there. We've gotten way too deep into what in the hell's a catch and what isn't. It's it's it, just it's just it's ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. It, it is. Um, I'll but, say hey, let me Deontay though. I mean, he made up for that drop in a big. He way. did. He, he did. bounced back. He had a nice game. He yep. did. Hey, I'm not I, again. I'm not being critical, right? Where Where do Just you those, guys? Those passes were those were absolutely that cost Ben 75 yards and a touchdown. I'm gonna say maybe. Oh 80. yeah, he would he would have been over three. Yeah, 300. Um, but let me ask you guys about Deontay Johnson. Um, we we know the drop problems, and he's done just tremendous at at improving that. Where 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 do you put him in terms of? I guess other NFL receivers. And then secondly, is he putting himself in a position where he really needs a second contract? Uh, Ben tackle that one first. Well, I would expect that he will get a second contract next year. Um, He is undeniably their number one receiver right now. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of who the quarterback is. Um, He's going into his last year in 2022. Right. And yeah, I would expect that he'll, get a new deal at somewhere between 18 and $20 million a year. Yes. It, that's, yeah. that's the rate now. And, yep. and he is that kind of a player. He's going to get it. And if he doesn't, if they do not extend him that kind of an offer, his agent would be doing a, a disservice mm-hmm. to accept it because if he goes out in the open market, he might make more, he might make 25. Yeah. You know, no, I agree. Somebody I agree. like, like Bruce Arians, who already covets him, mm-hmm. might want to sign him, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. So you're going to sign him, which, you know, leads you back to, okay, the Steelers only ever pay one receiver. Right. And then Do they bring back Juju? Yeah. Do they bring back Juju? Probably not. 
Probably yeah. not. And and yeah. honestly, at this point, I mean, Chase Claypool's taken a major step back. I mean, he just mm, isn't, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. I thought he was going to take a big step forward mm-hmm. this year. You know who he's... absolutely laid into him on Saturday? Was, uh, uh, was it Hayward? God? No, Kim? no, 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 no. Um, former Steeler. Why am I? I can see Ryan his Clark. face. No. Chris Holt. Um, no, film analyst. Think. Um, oh, Merrill Hodge. Back. Merrill Hodge. Merrill yeah. Hodge. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely laid into him. He's like, yeah, uh, I, look at this effort. He's not blocking downfield. He yep. catches the ball. He falls down. He his falls routes down are so sloppy. Much. He's not, he's, he's running his routes sloppy as hell. He's lazy. His get off is, he's like, his first year success went to his head. Mm-hmm. He's not working hard anymore. It's clear the effort's not there. He, I mean, he laid into him. He's like, I, this yeah. guy has Merrill's, got his, Merrill's his never been together. one to mix words. I mean, he, no, he, yeah, no, um, yeah. So, I, I don't, Ian, what were your thoughts on, on Deontay? Because I, I, I really think that he's a guy you got to bring back. And I, yeah, I, you know. I agree. And, and, and he's a guy who can make plays with the ball in his hands from anywhere on the field. Like, yeah. there's some guys you have to throw them open or you have to get them the ball, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, Deontay's been able to to make plays in a variety of ways, whether it's those little wide receiver screens, whether it's, you know, catching a slant pat. Like, how many slants have we thrown to him this year that he's then taken for 20, 30, 40 yards? Like, more yeah. than two, right? Like, uh, oh, at easy. least five. Um, you know, and, and I mean, I don't know if I don't know if I'd put him in the realm of like a, you know, what the contract Michael Thomas got from the Saints, but right, I'd right. certainly put him in the realm of, you know, somewhere around like better than Cooper Cup and Jarvis Landry who got mm-hmm. 15 million a year. Um, you know, so you're I think I think Ben's range is probably about right. You know, you're you're probably talking 17, 17 and a half somewhere in there. You know, that that gets I him really into being one of the I really think it's going to be closer 10. to to the 20 mil. I mean, the 20. top, the highest paid uh, wide receiver in the NFL makes 25. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and I, I don't think that he's, he's in Hopkins class, but no. to say that he should make 80% of what Hopkins makes. Yeah. That's a fair assessment. And maybe yeah. a little more, you know, cause 20 mil a year in five years is going to look like a bargain. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at like Michael Thomas at like nineteen and Tyree Kill at eighteen, yeah. and saying, okay, you know, I don't think he's better than those guys. Yeah, but how old are those contracts? You know, yeah, that's, that's what they're going to look point. at. They're going to mm-hmm. look at, at at how old the contracts are, and you know what last year's market was, and who got paid what in 2020, 2019. and that's what they're going to base it on. And and then they're also going to base it on overall impact and say, look. You know very well that what I'm asking for is going to be a bargain in two years. Yeah. Yeah. No, Pay that's me. very true. Yeah. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thomas and Hill both signed in 2019, which was also before the COVID cap setback all happened, too. True. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, everybody, just a reminder, uh, we are presented by Deck Roofing of South Florida. Deck serves Broward in the Southern Palm Beach counties. Whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. Dot com. Dot do they do multifamily? Mu- did I say? Do multi-family? they do multifamily? Yeah. They they yeah. will. Yes. Yes, they will. I've are seen sure? them. What about mixed are you use? Sure? Do they do mixed use, Mark? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. 
I'm pretty sure they do. I'll contact John Deck right away. Actually, it's way past John Deck's bedtime. So uh, I'm betting they do mixed use. This goes back to the time Ben and I had to do the show without you. Oh, yeah. Ben was like, I argued with him. I'm like, I don't think I do multifamily. They just do roofing. They're going to do residential and commercial, but not not multifamily. Uh, We got on the next next time. I was like, yeah, multifamily. Oh, (laughs) yes, they do. Uh, Ian, what'd you think of uh, John Harbaugh's decision to go for two? Ballsy, you yeah. know. Oh, huge nuts! <laughs> All right, I I got to give a shout out to my dude Vinny, who I know listens to the podcast now. He sits next to me at the games. Oh, beautiful! Um, he hey, just Vinny. he just got married, so congratulations! Hey, he congratulations, Vinny! To the game too. Um, but you know, they're driving down the field, and he turns to me, and he says, "Do you think they go for two if they score here?" And I'm like, "I sure as fuck hope not, because I don't know if we can stop Lamar from two yards out." <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden they line up for two and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. But I mean, TJ, what? Holy shit, what a game from TJ. Right. I mean, just, I mean, we're, he didn't practice all week. He he had a positive COVID test because he had to sit out. And then all of a sudden, like, was it three and a half sacks? But that that number doesn't even do it justice because like, a couple of those, I think at least three of those were half sacks that he split with Wormley. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he was just in there all the time. Yeah. And relentless. And, and defensively, you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that more teams haven't copied the scheme the Steelers use against the Ravens because they've used this for a few years now where both of their outside linebackers attack that mesh point between, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where the quarterback tries to read somebody and decide whether to hand it off or keep it. But when both outside guys are attacking that, you know, usually when you have that mesh point, the one of them's going one way and one of them's right. going the other way, and you're going to run into both outside guys. And the point of that like quarterback read play is that you're reading the guy you can see in front of you that's coming. And, you know, if he crashes the running back, you tuck it and run around him. But when you have a guy coming from the backside, that completely blows that whole system up. And I think that's why we've had a lot of success against the Ravens where other teams haven't, because we've, we've done that. I mean, I remember two years ago, we were on this show saying like, what was Bud Dupree doing? And literally what he was doing every play was his guy was Lamar Jackson. So regardless of whether Lamar handed it off or kept it, Dupree was just running at Lamar. Running right at Lamar. Yeah. 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 Um, But, you know, in in retrospect, two years later, that scheme has worked how many times now to to slow them down? So, I mean, a a great game for TJ. Yeah. and just all around doing everything. And, and, and you know, you, you, that, you got on his specifically yeah. on, on that one play specifically. Right. What he did was brilliant. He didn't bite on the fake one mm-hmm. two. when he got up close to Lamar, he stopped. He reached for a point of balance. Yep. And then he went after him. He did not want to give him the opportunity to go around him and score. He wanted to make sure he stayed in front of him and threw the ball. And thank goodness he did because he he put just enough arc outside to get around TJ that the pass wasn't quite catchable. Right, right. I mean, and, that's not and, to say that Lamar's a great passer. We all know well, his elusiveness is what makes him so damn yeah. dangerous. You know, he yeah. just he'll just keep working until he's out in the open. And then, oh, I'm open. Choo! You know? Yeah. He, uh, what, um, 
was on the phone with Peter King and, and Peter King wrote it up and his, his thing at pro football talk. And, and it, it's really cool just because he said almost exactly what you just said, Ben, in terms of keeping his balance, trying to make sure that Lamar didn't get out and around him. Um, yeah. and, and just essentially being a, a hindrance. Um, yeah. and, and that's what he did. And it was just enough because He's, the play, the play was there. Unfortunately, he sold out 100% yeah. to Lamar. And yeah. and that made the play because, yeah, if they if they completed that pass, oh, he's in. Probably yeah. would have gone in. Yeah, you know. And then we all would have been gone. God damn it, Boswell! Why'd you have to miss that damn kick? Oh man, right. Uh, and, yeah. and and Bos has been really good this year. I'm not he's been great. Yeah, you know. But that's not the time to miss a kick, dude. Come on. Well, you know, and Tomlin made the comment. What was it? He says, well, you know, hey, Boz has bailed us out a lot of times this yeah, year, so it was right. nice we could do that. So it was nice him. we could bail him out. You know, the other thing that, that, that struck me <laughs> right after the game when Tom was speaking, they said, hey, uh, hey Mike, uh, given how well TJ played tonight, is he ever going to practice again? <laughs> and and Tomlin said, yes, he is, and there will be no music. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, he will. I tell you, no man, music. Tomlin, Tomlin's got a, a memory like an elephant. He just doesn't let that stuff go. Because uh, he commented on it earlier in the, whole, the week, and the whole press corps was, laughed their asses off. Yeah. It was fantastic. Oh uh, no, that's that's great. And uh, you know, I, hey, I think I think the youngster Claypool meant all that in the best uh, uh, way possible. But stay in your lane, Junior. Jesus, uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, is, is what, uh, Ian, is he headed for defensive player of the year? Oh, I mean, he's yes, yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no way, there's no way they can shaft him for a third straight year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, let's, let's put this in perspective here, right? He's played 10 out of 12 games and already has 16 sacks, which ties the Steelers single season record, right? Yeah. Mark, we did the, the, I was thinking about this. We did the the season preview show. I think Ben was out that week. And one of your like over under things was like, does TJ Watt get to 16 sacks? And I was like, well, they're probably going to double team him more. You know, I I don't know, but they have the extra game. He got the 16 sacks in 10 games. Like (laughs) at at this point, you're not talking about breaking the Steelers record. You're talking about breaking Michael Strahan's record for, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if he stays healthy, he's absolutely the defensive player of the year, and we might be talking about a new sack record. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you look at the quarterbacks he's got left. I mean, he's going to play Lamar again in the season finale, so he, he's liable to pick up a couple there um, just, just based on what he did Sunday. And, you know, a couple of the other teams, he's got uh, Mayfield left. Who and, sucks. Yes. Right. Mahomes will be no, a more shut difficult. Up. No, but, Baker uh, deserves $50 million a year. You guys both shut up. Well, that's true. He Fifty does. million, yeah. even Kareem Hunt. Five said years, that fully guaranteed, all You're, of it. Give, give it all of them. Uh, fully guaranteed so, contract. Yeah, Two hundred fifty million, the, uh, five years. On the defensive player of the year with him, there's no doubt in my mind. Hands down. Um, yeah. well, one yeah. other thing I wanted to note, just on the defense too. Yeah. Um, that Lamar Jackson is not good throwing outside the numbers. He does. He's a pretty good middle of the Dude, field he's thrower. He's not a good passer. Sales it. Sales it so but, often. He's yeah. not a good passer, period. What he does very well is move and then find a lane. Yeah. Yeah. Find yeah. a lane as he's moving. And, and when he finds the throwing lane, then he tosses it in there. He makes it easy on himself. Don't get me wrong. He's dangerous. 
Oh, the guy, yeah. oh, the guy is going to torture us for years. Yep. But he's not a good passer. He's not no. that guy. No, no, no he, he, very true. It's a, it's a good comment. Very inaccurate yeah. at times. And but, but uh, what I was getting yeah. at was actually that, um, you know, when Baltimore intentionally jumped off sides, I thought it was kind of brilliant on their part because they, they needed their, you know, I. I was talking to my dad who was you know with me at the game and, and he was like, look, Lamar's not throwing to the outside. Like he has to use the middle of the field. They need to save timeouts when they get the ball mm-hmm. back. And yeah, that was, that was a pretty smart move to jump off sides there with, with two minutes left. Um, Steelers but, should have declined it. Yep. Yeah. Well, Although Steelers I mean, should have just said, Nope. The, the, the way, the way we were running the ball in short yard situations though, right. it was like, I did, you know, that's why you can understand why they did it was, accept it. It was second and three. Like, what's your confidence? We pick up a second and three into a first down. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but the Steelers ran the ball much hey, better. Get it in there behind Laglue. Get it in there behind Laglue and Derek Watt. Let's go. Let's yeah. run the old I formation. Love it. Love it. I, I love seeing that every once the in a while. Slanted eye. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I love that. By I'm all way, for we, it. We use the we use the pistol set, which I love. I love yes. the, love the pistol, and yep. uh, yeah, that that worked out really well for us too. Um, just on the defensive side, real quick, uh, I did want to mention that uh, Cam Hayward is is once again the, the team's, man, uh, Walter Payton, uh, man of the year candidate. Um, I, man, I, I obviously we're biased, but we definitely want to see him win. He's, he's uh, extremely deserving all the stuff that he does in the community and just for being an all around uh, good individual. But uh, uh, you know, we know he was under the weather. Now it wasn't COVID, but he was under the weather and, and wasn't there on Friday. Um, and, and he played a heck of a game too. So, I mean, it's, it's just, Can't play those, well. he did. Um what what about the no huddle? Is it time? Is it finally time that Mike Tomlin just embrace it and say, "Look, this is when Ben's at his best. Why do I always wait until we're in a dire situation to do it?" <clears throat> they had to wait because the offensive line wasn't capable of executing. Yeah, fair point. Okay, so yeah. now they they are running more no huddle and they're running more muddle. Mm-hmm. Muddle, yeah, exactly. You know, and they're running the same shitty rpos but you know uh and and honestly there there were some instances too that i Mm -hmm. counted while i was watching the game and i haven't rewatched it i'll you know be honest yeah where i thought ben held the ball too long those rpos and that's why the play was fucked up i mean you you gotta get the ball out quick right right now right you gotta make the decision at the line and then you gotta get it out and you're Wide receiver has to see it too, and he's got to be ready for the ball. And that's mm-hmm. one of my criticisms of Claypool this year is he's not looking for it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ben's calling a lot more plays. He's audibling more at the line. He's they're doing more no huddle. They're doing more muddle. Um, and you know, maybe this we've we've finally gotten to the point with this offensive line. Maybe fingers crossed right. that they can do more of this for the stretch run because. Matt Canada hasn't been very good this year. I'm just going to put it out there. And maybe he's not running the full arsenal of his offense because he's got to deal with a 39-year-old hobbled quarterback. I would say that's true. Who's a statue in the pocket. Yeah. And I get it. And you can't bench that guy. It is what it is. And I don't expect Matt Canada to get fired or anything along those lines. But if 
by some tragedy, Mason Rudolph ends up being our starter in 2022. And I expect him to get a shot at it. Mm-hmm. Not like Mason's very mobile. It's not like no. Mason can no. do the things that you saw quarterbacks do in Matt Canada's offense when he was running it in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, let's just say my outlook is less than optimistic if Mason ends up being the guy. And if if we sign another Kent Graham to compete with Mason, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be the same result. You know, you're going to have a guy mm-hmm. back there mm-hmm. with a big arm who can't move, who gets sacked a lot. So what you're saying is we shouldn't draft Carson Strong from Nevada, who's like a statue with a giant arm. Uh, and a bad knee. Yeah. That's yeah, it. he's been battling a knee injury since high nope. school. Uh, yeah, I don't. He's he's coming over here. He's going to play against my Western Michigan Broncos in the ever-popular Quick Lane Bowl uh, at Ford Field. And Did that used to know. be the Pizza Bowl? Uh, it, it was. Oh, boy, this is some history. The, it it was like the Little the Cherry Bowl. bowl. The Little Caesars uh, Bowl. The little Caesar's That's a bowl. bowl. Seriously? Oh, you're not. You're not kidding. You're being no. serious. It was no. the Hot and Ready Bowl. Oh yeah, the Hot and Ready Bowl. Yep. The only oh, thing listen, hot there used to be a Hot and Ready on the pile of crap from two crap <laughs> teams. Uh, hey, real quick, don't forget that uh, we are very proud to be part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, um, and as part of that, we are very happy to partner with. DraftKings, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code TPPN. Uh, bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Okay. Um, moving along ever so slightly here. Um, slightly. So, Very slightly, ever, ever, ever so slightly. Um, Alex Highsmith had uh, Al Villanueva on skates a number of times, and I, for one, enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, Al's um, not now good. Highsmith is still a work in progress, as far as I'm concerned. I think he yep. uh, gave off, uh, uh, gave up a little bit uh, in, in in terms of contain a few times it got outside of him, but. Man, the, the kid is progressing in the right, right direction, and at least I think so. Um, yeah, but Al's and, not good. He, no, Al is not good. Al is not good. Um, and and on the other hand, the Vikings you know, uh, are missing Christian Derisaw. They are. He's they're out like, injured. Yeah, they're banged up on their offensive line. So, yep, this may be a, a good week for Mister Highsmith, young Mister Highsmith, to have yeah. a nice game. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and I'll actually, say this too. Yeah, Heisman, go ahead, Ian. Heisman gave up a couple, like where it looked like he had contained, and either a guy got around to the outside or to the inside. Yeah. But he also made a couple plays setting yeah, yeah. the edge. So yep. you know he missed a couple, but he made a couple too. A couple right. tackles for loss. Couple, couple, you know that he turned back in that, um, you know, guys were able to clean up. So yeah, it, he missed a couple, but he made a couple really good plays too on the edge. Was um. Was Devin Bush better on Sunday? Yes. Uh, yes and no. I think so. I mean, he was, was better, uh, but let's just acknowledge the fact that he was starting at shit, <laughs> and he was better. Right. He wasn't where he was, TJ is. He was better than but shit, he was, but he was better. He was better than bad. Yeah. He's, 
he's still not back to his pre no injury. Oh levels. no, not he's not. Close. He's not himself yet, and no. and we agree on this. And no. I hope that he regains his form. But he did have that one very nice stop Ooh. where he charged, charged in, and finished the play with physicality. Yep. And I was like. Yep. That's the guy. That's Where's the guy. he been? Where's he been? I miss that guy. Maybe that's what it took. You know, I, that, to... that was my that was what I said to my buddy right after it happened. Immediately, I'm like, you know yeah. what? That'll that play will give him some confidence. Yeah, He'll absolutely. feel better about the knee. Maybe maybe start playing more instinctively. Mm-hmm. Not be mm-hmm. so hesitant. This is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. No, I, I I agree, and I I'm just hoping that continues on an upward uh, trajectory. Um, you know, he's a young guy, he's a likable guy. And, you know, I don't, were you guys, Ian, were you surprised to see that they had already, uh, said they're not going to give him his fifth year option? Did they say that officially? That was, was that just no, a, they, they that did was not say that. Some douchebag JPA sports says the Steelers will not award Devin Bush's fifth year option per Ed Bouchette. Ed right. Bouchette never said that. It, has Ed come out and said that he never no. said that? Nope. Yeah. Okay. I I, didn't, I, I was... didn't see Ed say it anywhere. Yeah. Ed it, did not say it. And, and they don't there's, have to make that no decision tweet. yet. They and they never make it until May. Yeah. Right. Ever. It, that's unless it, your name is T.J. Watt, and then they're like, "Yeah, it's March 31st. Yeah, you, you better just go ahead and acknowledge the obvious that we're going right. to give him his fifth year yeah. option. Um. Yeah. They I, never I decide that early, and they don't no. have to decide now. It, it's total horseshit. And Bouchette well, never it, said that. Never. No. No, and what irritates me is it gets picked up on on a lot of the the regional stuff, and it pops up on things like. Well, Bouchette didn't where, deny it. You know, he's no, like, I know. Oh, I know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna let this play out, and right. then later on, I'm gonna say you're a douchebag. I never said that. Well, I hope so. I'm gonna so. draw myself a little publicity for denying the fact that some <laughs> idiot said I said something, but I didn't say. Well. Yeah. Um, Ian, uh, what else uh, stood out from you uh, or for you from the game on, on Sunday? Obviously, Boswell, uh, yeah. not, not so good at times. The, the kickoff, I, to me, the kickoff was horrible as well. It was, we, but he also made a 53-yarder. So, yeah, you oh, know, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's that. Um, yeah. But I was going to say, Akilah Weatherspoon. Um, yeah, what the uh, hell was that? That... He should never play slot again as long as as ever. Is the he Pierre should only, play, ha, should only play outside? Pierre got benched. I think yeah. that experiment's the, over Pierre, for the time I, being. I, I don't. I, I I think they basically are like, okay, well, you know, you lost your spot to Weatherspoon and um, uh, so earn it back. <laughs> what I, I think I think there was a, a couple of things in play here. Number one, they said, I, I think it was Butler that said, you know, mm-hmm. Pierre's a young guy. He lost some confidence, and yeah. they didn't want him to just totally shut down. So they were like, we're going to sit him for a little while, let him work back through, build his confidence back up, because we have high hopes for him for the future. So they're not totally shutting the door there on Pierre. Yeah. The other part of it was that somebody, it might have been Butler also, said that like when Witherspoon got here, they were like, he didn't show a lot of urgency. He didn't pick up the playbook real fast. Like he was kind of slow in coming along, which is why yeah. he just didn't get a helmet for so long. Um, but that that play he made on that pass to Andrews down the seam, yes. I mean, he, he, had, he had an a- outside position and then undercut the route. And, I mean, that was a huge third down play. I don't care mm-hmm. that he didn't intercept it. I know he got two hands on the ball. I don't care yeah. he didn't pick it off. 
But like, so I close. mean, to to break that pass up, yeah, that was, was a a great play to to undercut Andrews, and you know we've kind of struggled against some tight ends this year, and he's a bigger corner. He's what six three, six four, and he is like, long. Man, he's, he's got long, some long arms. too. That I mean, that if if he's finally come around mentally to like being able to play, he's a guy you can put out there to cover tight ends and and bigger receivers too. Nice. I I think I think he's better outside. I think he's a better boundary corner. He can use the sideline to his advantage. He's a better boundary corner than he is a field corner. Yeah. And and that's generally true of the of the longer guys. Mm -hmm. They're just not as good in the slot. They're not. And um, I don't think that's. I don't know. If it's me. I don't play him inside ever again. I I move Cam Sutton inside, and I play him outside. Yes and no. And here's what I'll say on that. That I think he's better on the outside against bigger receivers. Mm -hmm. I would not put him on like a Tyreek Hill who's a tiny guy, right? Okay, that's fair. Think about Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden okay, was yeah. always good against Water AJ Green, receivers. who was a yeah. bigger guy, but sucked <laughs> against Antonio Brown, who was a smaller right. guy. Right? I wouldn't match him up against the small, speedy guys like the Waterbug receivers. I, right. I agree, and those yeah. guys are really, really hard to cover. Yeah, and really, the only guy I ever saw who was good at it was this Shea Townsend, and that's been a while, a long while. Wasn't yeah. Wasn't Witherspoon the one that got torched in the Raiders game by Rugs? You did on that. I long think pass. Yeah. yeah, he got yeah. torched by. Well, he's been torched several times this Touché. season. Like every yeah. time he's played, yeah. we've been like, "Yeah, wow, that was a great trade." What the fuck, Colbert? And then he comes out this game, and it's like, "Ooh, actually, yeah. it Where'd was from. It was a fantastic trade. I will take a fifth round pick for a win over the Ravens every time. Yeah. That's fine. Yes, yeah, fine, fine. No question. Good. Yeah. The um, the one other thing yeah. I will mention too, because I know we've harped on this a lot, that. There was at least one play. It may have happened more, but where the Ravens moved their running back to the outside and Devin Bush followed him out there and we matched up corner for receiver mm-hmm. on the inside mm-hmm. in the slot and did not have a, a linebacker on a slot receiver. Thank anymore. you, baby Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I did notice that happen at least one time. Maybe it might have happened more, but there was one time when I saw the running back go out and Devin Bush went out there with him. I was like, oh, you, they didn't you know, a cornerback out Re- there. Remember, remember, Vince, remember when Vince Williams used to do, used to do the same thing? Oh, he'd, yeah. like, he'd run yeah. out and, and cover the running back yeah. out on the edge. And yeah, I remember, that's what yeah. a concept. What a mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, um, you know we we've covered a lot of different guys in here, and and uh, uh, Dan Moore um, looked like he was dinged up pretty bad. Came back in. I appreciated the toughness. I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he had did a decent job in the run game. Um, I thought he did fine, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and I granted, I'm looking through the lens that this kid is a fourth round pick. Yep rookie who got thrown into the fray way sooner than he should have been. He should have been allowed to develop this year. Oh, play a little on special teams, maybe be the the third tackle, that kind of a player. He's, he really is stepping up. And I, I think long-term he's going to be a good player. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to draft another left tackle. They should draft a right tackle next year. 
in my yeah. opinion, and a, a right guard. But that's another show. Now, when he left the game, uh, they kicked Chooks over to left. Banner came in and played the one or two plays at right, and that was it. Right. I, he he. I mean, Stefan Tuitt is the mystery of all mysteries right now. Banner's a close second. Um, Banner, I, I, I'm sorry, Banner. Okay, yes, he's recovering from the knee. Yeah, he really wants to play. He says he's 100. percent The coaches are like, eh, well. Banner's a plotter. And if you look at that tape last year before yep. he got hurt, yep, from the Giants game, he did not have a good game. It was rough. I'm just at this point, I like the guy a lot. Sure, as a you know, as a human being, great human being, based upon what I can tell, you know, from this distance and obviously social media, but that doesn't make him a great player. And Chooks, I think he's gone. I, I would not resign him at market value. There's no fucking way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he's not the right guy. And Trey Turner is old and not super effective. And half the time is just standing there looking for somebody to block. I'm like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? And it's he like, he is an interesting cat. That guy, you know, Tomlin likes him. I, I, I know. Like, Tomlin uh, always likes the veterans. You know? I, I, I get it, but I'm just like, okay, dude, but Molly block or something, you know, right. look for, don't just look in front of you. Look around, <laughs> do the 180 degrees. <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Anyway, um, here's what I'll say on more is, you know, coming out in the draft, he had one of the best left tackle frames in the class. He just didn't have the technique, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's six, five, he's got a 34 and a half inch wingspan, right. And, or 34 and a half inch arms and like over 10 inch hands. Like, yeah. Frame he, he's wise, got the he's got he's, the, the prototypical left tackle body. Yes, he does, and and he has some athleticism too. I mean, the plays we've been able to like get him out in space and have him yeah. throw a lead block. He, he actually made, yeah. he connects like right. he connects with those defensive backs in space and is able to get you know get a block out there and, and linebackers. Both. Yeah, yeah, I I yeah. agree. If he gets it's, a run and he's on the move. Look the fuck out. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. It's just and against speed rushers and sometimes bull rushers. Like, he, he just needs to work on his technique he, of being an inline blocker. He um, is a yeah. low polish or came out as a low polish, mm-hmm. high ceiling guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree. They nabbed him, bearing that in mind, and went, This is a guy we can develop. Great. But then they just threw him into the fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and he, and he, they didn't he have was. a choice. They didn't he really was, have an option. Well, they had no. to, but still, right? Uh, he he wasn't expected to be good this year. Yeah, no, and he's not. He wasn't that, even I mean, expected to really contribute this year. You know, yeah. I, I mean, shouldn't have been spot duty here and there, but shouldn't I mean, have been. But you know, it's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like this guy. His best position is left tackle. You can't just stick him at right. Jukes has played both. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, played a whole season at it last year. We're going to move Chooks back to right. We're going to put this rookie at left where he's most comfortable. And we're going to ride with it and see what happens. And and the offensive line has not been consistent. They have not been good. Um, you know, uh, Kendrick Green is still learning to play center. <sighs> if he ever learns to use his fucking hands, man, he'll be good. Was, was I it, think. 
Duke uh, Merriweather, the the guy that works with so many uh, yeah. linemen, he yeah. he he's made some comments about him, and and it was basically what you just said. It it's not a lack of strength; it's mm-hmm. it's more the hand usage. No, that kid um, has a seven hundred pound squat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and, he's not he's not right. long like Pounce was. Pouncey was 6'5", he's 6'3". He doesn't have the arm length that Pounce had. Nope. I, I don't think he's as quick off the snap as Pounce was. But he's quick. No. Yeah. But yeah. his hand usage, he just doesn't get it yet. He's well, just not was... there yet. Right. But the, the strength and the athleticism is there. I think so, too. He just needs to learn to play center. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that was the thing about Pouncey, too. I remember, like, his first couple of years, he had some of the fastest hands that I've ever yeah. seen, like, yeah. of, of any lineman. doesn't matter what position. Yep. Like, the speed of his hands to snap a ball and, like, start hand fighting. Right back up. Yeah. Immediately. Like, Pouncey's hands were so fast. Ridiculous. That, yeah. Yeah. It was and just he'd, he'd keep D lineman off of him. Yeah. And or, I mean, mm-hmm. when he was really mm-hmm. young, too, he'd just grab guys and fucking pancake them. And it was like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. The, uh, so the Steelers have five games left. They'll play Thursday night in Minnesota. Um, you know, Ian, what's it going to take for them to get into the postseason? Is it going to take 10 wins or can they afford to have only nine? I think, well, here's, here's the thing. And, and nine and a half. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly it. Ben's exactly right. I haven't been on the show because my kids have been awake since we had that friggin' tie, but I always feel like, when you tie, mm-hmm. it either like gets you into the playoffs by a half a game, or you miss the playoffs by a half a game. Yep. Like a, a tie is always that that you know half game that gets you in or half game that keeps you out of, of something. Right? The two thousand was it two thousand two when we tied the Falcons? Say it was, yeah. The the half game. If we would have won that game, we would have had the number one seed, and then wouldn't have had to go to Tennessee and you know, the divisional round and have Joe Nedney win an Oscar for whatever he did. Oh, um, fuck Joe Nedney. Um, but, you know. He's daddy. A nice job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> he is. I think he's dead. <laughs> he was in the league a few years ago. Well, I thought no he way. died in an accident or something. Now I got to look. All right. <laughs> Who was the kick? Who was the Tennessee kicker that, that died? I don't know. Well, keep no. talking. I'll find it. No, Nenny's only 48 years old. He's okay. Well. Okay. At, at any rate, um, yeah, no, no, Nenny did not die. Um, he was he was in the league like a couple years ago. Okay, whatever. Anyway, keep going. A couple okay. years ago, really? It wasn't that long ago. Um, I think the last time he kicked, based upon his biography, was 2010. Okay. Well, so no. Uh, oh, I had no. I, you know who I was thinking of? Rob Baronis. Oh, Baronis. Yeah, another yeah, Tennessee yeah. kicker. Okay, yep. he died. He's the one that died in an accident. Yeah. My yeah. apologies to you and to Joe Nedney. Okay. Fuck Joe, Joe Nedney. Nedney. Sucks. Fuck him. <laughs> you must um. fuck Joe <laughs> yeah. At any rate, yeah. Ty either helps you get in or out. So I think <laughs> oh, I think Ben's right. I think three three wins. I think. Nine seven and one gets us in, or nine six and one, whatever. Nine six and one, nine Nine, six and one gets us in. It'd be nine seven and one. No, it'd be nine six and one. No, there's 17 games this year. Mark's right. Oh, he's right. Nine seven and one. Oh, god, yeah, yeah. Um, however, two wins, two wins gets us to eight eight and one. Fuck you, it's still not a losing season. Fuck you. Um, 
but at any rate, that we, night. At, at any rate, we got to beat this Minnesota team. Like I know going on the road on a Thursday night's really tough. Yeah, but I can't Dalvin, believe they're favored. Dalvin Cook is out. Adam Thielen's out. I mean, yeah. Justin Jefferson's really darn good. Don't Adam Thielen, Thielen or Thielen or Thielen, whatever. Thielen, Number whatever 19. the hell his fucking name is. He may be out. Maybe. Yeah. He left yeah. the game on Sunday. He might be out. Yeah, he didn't um, play the whole second half. But Jefferson's in, and that guy's better. I'm sorry. He, Jefferson's really darn good. Jefferson's fucking good. He yeah. is – I mean, honestly, if he had, like – if he's playing in a good offense with a good quarterback, he'd be scary good. He's he's in, like, that same echelon as, as Randy Moss, Jerry Rice in the first two or three years I, of his career. It's crazy the yardage. He would be yeah. stupid good if he mm-hmm. was on a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, if if Tom Brady was throwing him the ball, and I hate oh, to well. use the Tom Brady thing, but good offensive line, good run game, uh, quarterback who can deliver the ball on a timely basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jefferson would be, he might be getting votes for like offensive player of the year. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very good. Yeah. Um, and instead, he plays in Detroit where they have – Kind of a soft offensive line and eh, so-so run game and a quarterback who's eh, not very good. You mean so, Minnesota? Sorry, Minnesota. Excuse yeah, me. yeah, yes, Detroit. Jesus, that that other dome up north. The other dome, so yeah. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Sucker out in the middle of the frozen tundra like Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, but um, I don't know. Minnesota is such a weird team, though. Like. They are. They're always right around like 500 mm-hmm. in the playoff picture, but like they don't win any playoff games. You know, Mike Zimmer's been around for a long time. I mean, he was a defensive coordinator in Cincinnati for yep. a while, so we should have some familiarity with his defense. But like, I don't know. Like, Minnesota's never been like. They won the good one at- year in New Orleans, right? The overtime yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. But they've, they've never. And they went to the championship game that year, the the NFC championship game. But they've never been, like, good enough to be a Super Bowl contender. But they're never, like, completely out of the playoff picture either. So they're just a weird, like, middle-of-the-road franchise. Yep, yep, which I'm sure frustrates their fans to no end. Um, Yeah, so, uh, Ben, what do you got for a uh, final score coming up on Thursday night from U.S. Bank Stadium? U.S. Bank Stadium. I know. Um, uh, I'm gonna roll with. Uh, Steelers 21, Minnesota 18. Oof. Okay. All right, Ian. That's very close to mine, actually. So I'm glad Ben didn't take it. I'm gonna go Steelers 23, Vikings 20. Oh. Dog. All right. Well, I too am feeling the Steelers here. Um, I really don't know what to feel after the last two weeks, but I just got a feeling. Um, I'll go Steelers 24, Vikings 17. Um yeah. Here, yeah. Margin. this is this is our first game in a dome this year. Yeah. And we haven't played on turf in a while. And mm. you know, there's Buffalo, I think. Yeah, the first first game. First yeah. game. And uh things are just different on turf and especially in a dome too. Um, You know, so 
some Ben plays really well in a dome. Like, have you ever thought that if Ben played his whole career in Indy where Peyton played, like oh. how good his numbers look? Like Ben always plays so good in a dome. Um, so yeah, I yeah. think some things might get yeah. might get a little f- better offensively. I'll say. I I, I agree. I um, hope you're right. Yeah. With all that, we'll wrap things up, guys. Make sure uh, all of our listeners, you check out the site, SteelCityBlitz.com. Check out the Twitter account, at SCBlitz. And, of course, Facebook, Steel City Blitz, uh, and, and all those other wonderful Hey, one like other that. thing from Ian, my no. end. Yes. Um, so those of those people that do read our website will know that I'm very into <laughs> Western Pennsylvania high school football. Yeah. Um, this is yep. state championship weekend in Western Pennsylvania. I have my... WPIL versus all yins shirt on. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we have, we have five Whippeal teams in state title games this week, five awesome. out of six. So yeah. Um, well, I just finished recording a podcast for that too. So check that out. All five right. out of six. How many classes are there? In, there are in six, the six, there's, there's, there are six classes. classes and five of those teams made the final. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Pretty yeah. damn good. All due to the wonderful coverage that Ian provides. Is that what it is? I believe fantastic. It is. You know, there's some, some, yeah. some uh, mojo going on there or something. Mojo. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks to these two clowns, and uh, clowns. thank you for listening. Make sure you uh, give us good ratings and reviews and all that on YouTube and other stuff, since now you have to look at our ugly mugs every once in a while if you're not <gasps> listening. Uh, but anyway, uh, we will be back next week. And uh, this has been the SCB Steelers Podcast, presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers! And hey, Ravens suck. Obviously, <laughs> yes, they do. do. <laughs>